Switchfoot's lyrics, they validate their listeners, you know, that it's okay to feel what they're feeling. And, you know, I think of maybe that's where life is born. When our facades are torn, pain gives birth to the promise ahead, you know, and you think about, wow, um, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel depressed. It's, oh, you know, because a lot of times in churches, we put on our fine face. And I think that's, and it's interesting when you talk to other Switchfoot fans, we are all kind of along, you know, we connect through, we just want to be real, you know? And we, I mean, think about the Psalms. Oftentimes John's lyrics sound like the Psalms. And um, we just need that connection because not everything is okay. And we don't all have to put a smile on our face. Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. We'll see All if right. I say it right. Lori Goodwagen. We'll see I say if it right? I say it right. Yes, you said it perfect. <laughs> All right. Good job. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of very fun and memorable, meaningful uh, Switchfoot memories that you have. And yeah, whatever you'd like to share, we'll dive into Daisy, dive into some Interabang memories and all that good stuff. I noticed from your, the first thing I noticed on your website is the line, you were meant to live for so much more. So like it's yes. obvious, <laughs> obvious that Switchfoot's had this yeah. big impact on your life and work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And thank you so much, Tyler, for all the work that you've put into this podcast. Uh, you've created a tribe of like-minded Switchwood fans, and you're giving us all a voice and really appreciate the work. I know it's a lot of work, and I really appreciate the work that you've done. It is my pleasure, and I do not even work at Chick-fil-A, but it's my pleasure to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to do this pod and, and talk with people from all over the country and world about our beloved Switchfoot and, and the memories and, and things we've learned from them. So it is quite an honor um, so yeah, where would you like to begin? I've got to hear the story, which you can, you can wait till later if you want, but I got to hear the story about the mosaic guitars and surfboard that you made for the guys mm -hmm. and, uh, and Terabang art contests and all that good stuff. Um, a lot of great memories to share. Well, I guess I'll start with the first guitar. Um, when that was like 11 years ago and I was going through a big, big struggle in my life. Um, I had just fled a abusive relationship. I had two young boys at the time. I um, lost my vision. I had I have diabetic retinopathy and lost my vision and had to leave my career as a school social worker for 20 years. I um, just had one significant loss after the other and and went into a, a depression. And it was actually my son who was a teenager at the time who introduced me to Switchfoot. And when I heard the song Daisy, I was like transformed. Well, first of all, because I'm a big Beatles fan and I think it has a nice Beatlesque sound to it. 
but I mean, I had to let go of the pain. And that song has such deep symbolism for me. I have a Daisy tattoo. I have, I had an Airstream camper. I named that Daisy. My dog is named Daisy. <laughs> so, and I know John Foreman's daughter is named Daisy. So, and, you know, think about the, the lyrics, you know, of surrender, you yeah. know, let it go, Daisy, let it go. Open up your fist, this fallen world, you know doesn't hold your interest, doesn't hold your soul. Daisy, let it go. So there were times when I was, you know, in such a depression with such of the loss that, and I thought with my health issues and everything that, you know, I was just done. And, and when you get depressed, you, you lose perspective and, um, you know, you've got a chemical imbalance going on and you don't see things rationally. And um, it was actually through there. Switchfoot's music was actually a catalyst in like saving my life. I'm not exaggerating. So in turn, I had to show them my appreciation. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to give them that guitar. Now, what's funny is what I love about mosaic art is it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. And I often had to put on the facade in the Christian culture about being perfect, but I couldn't be perfect anymore or appear to be perfect because I had to walk around with a cane and, you know, I couldn't fake it. And people knew in my Christian community, all the losses that I'd experienced and I was very alone. And so I actually went to Mosaic Art, um, and the first thing I did was like a pot, you know, I couldn't draw, but I could, with taking those broken pieces and turning them into something beautiful, I mean, that's beauty from ashes, that's deep, deep symbolism. So I, I had this, I probably found this old guitar at Goodwill, and just started putting the pieces together. And when I look back, it's very like it's a rugged piece it's not i'm kind of almost embarrassed when i look back at it i want to go back to their studio and fix it um but they really like it it's been up in their studio it's been um in a music video it's been, it's in caroline and i went and it looks very i don't know like it almost looks like the raw pain that i was in you know and so when we that, there's a pretty amazing story behind that. Um, so I lived in this tiny apartment with my boys and I was organizing my glass and you know how my stained glass for mosaics and um, I couldn't see very well. And I had a piece of glass that was sticking out that I didn't know on the floor. And I actually nicked an artery and on my ankle and blood was just everywhere. And my son was only 15, but he had his driver's permit. And so I wasn't thinking rationally and there's blood everywhere. I'm like, take me to the hospital. So I ended up getting 10 stitches. I ended up getting anemia, having to go to the hospital, you know, later go to the hospital. I was pretty sick. But what my son and I realized is the yellow glass that I cut my artery on was the same glass I used 
for to make the fire coming out of the cross on the back of the guitar. Mm. So we told that story to the guys when we presented that guitar and they were just so, as you know, they're just so gracious and so kind and so humble. And then with the song BA 55, you are the fire that burns me clean. And when we shared that, they all were like, wow, you know, so it was just God's reminder. I'm not finished with you yet. I'm going to burn you clean. You are the fire, you know, the Lord is my fire that burns me clean. So, you know, once again, the Daisy connection, the BA 55 connection. That's awesome. That is a really awesome story. Yeah. I've the pictures you were sharing of how it's up in their, their studio. And uh, I mean that, you know, people that have walked in their studio are like, this is just like a Switchfoot Hall of Fame in here. And, and for that to, to make it even for a day, but, you know, for much longer than that, it's just a really cool story. And, you know, when they do their live streams and stuff and you get to see it, that's gotta be a pretty, pretty cool feeling. Yeah. In fact, um, Tim, I was watching a live, live stream and it's both guitars are in a hallway or a stairway or something. And um, part of my perfectionism, I, was, I felt like I had to do a better guitar. <laughs> so a couple of years later, I made him another piece. And he even commented the, the contrast, like, look at this one that she did. And then look at this one. And um, but I had evolved as an artist by that. <laughs> so my second piece was an actual surf. And in Chicago, getting a surfboard is not an easy, that's where I was from at the time, it's not an easy task. Um, but I ended up getting a donation of a surfboard and um, took broken glass from a recycle, uh, recycled glass from a car window. And uh, th there's a process with tempered glass where you stain it with alcohol ink, and then you put um, like a silver film behind it and and because I wanted to get that vibrant blue from their album and so that one I I bit off way too much than I could chew and I wish I could redo that one <laughs> but they of course loved it but there was not a deep it was more fun it was not a deep symbolism to that one um but for the second guitar um, I screenshot uh, their video, Native Tongue, and I did it in yellow and black, and I don't work with yellow and black, but I wanted it to be like the album. Mm -hmm. And so I screenshot their video, and then I made tiles out of it to put on the guitar, and I figured I didn't have to worry about copyright. But so fast forward, um, pretty much a trauma after trauma, I ended up... Um, reconnecting with my first love after 33 years and um we met again through facebook and he was my high school sweetheart and so we had a very a storybook romance we ended up getting married in a castle and so seven months on the date seven month anniversary my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer and so it was like, okay, Lord, you've put this man in my life so I can bring him to his end of his life. That's not what I signed up for. I want to have the rest, you know, I have want to have decades with him. And so you can imagine the trauma. 
And then everybody can relate to joy invincible, you know. Yeah. What's the first line? When my eyes met yours in the hospital gown. Yeah. Everything felt. Here's where in my eyes, when my eyes met yours in the hospital gown and the dreams that we once held close seem impossible yeah. now. And that's what led to the interrobang con uh, context. So I told him the whole story about that. Hmm. So I'm happy to say my husband's in remission. Yeah. So. Amen. Mm -hmm. Man, that's quite a journey. I, again, with, with these guys, it's like the, the longevity of their career has allowed so much of this to their fans a journey with. And I mean, um, I, again, oh, yeah. just, just in the, in the few minutes I've spent with you, the, the multitude of stories within that is related to multiple albums and songs and artwork. Oh, and yeah, all this is yeah. incredible. Well, it's an authentic connection. I mean, I think us as fans, we just feel like they know us mm -hmm. because they just speak too deeply to our soul and their power it, their music is just so powerful. Their songs are gifts. How often do you find yourself either directly or indirectly quoting <laughs> quoting them or their lyrics <laughs> within therapy or different things oh, that you involve in? Oh, so much. <laughs> Actually, um, even if they aren't Switchfoot fans, I'll share. Because, I mean, music is, as you know, is just so powerful. And and the lyrics are just so thoughtful and questioning. But then on top of it, they're like, it's like good music mm -hmm. too, you know, with the crashing guitars and their hooks. And yeah. it's just, yeah. So I, yeah, music, definitely as a, a therapist, I'm learning more and more about the brain and music actually creates new neural pathways and that creates healing. Yeah. And it actually integrates both the right and left parts of the brain. It, it, it's amazing, the power of music. But we, you know, think about the Psalms and David writing music. I mean, it's just very powerful and it's how we're created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, you had mentioned Daisy is one of those. I'm really glad that this song didn't make an earlier album because it was written years before. And they're like, ah, it doesn't really fit. I'm not sure if it was um, the third album area. I know it could have made Beautiful Letdown. They chose not to put it on that one. Because to me, it is the perfect closer to Nothing Is Sound. It fits the sound. It fits. That is my favorite album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a lot of fans would. That album takes it. you on a journey. Mm -hmm. And of course. Even though they feel like it's painted. Yeah. Because of what happened with the, yeah. And of course, it was written well before um, John and his wife had a, a child and, and, you know, named her Daisy. Mm -hmm. um, but that's cool, too, just to be like, because John had mentioned it was his wife's favorite from that uh, time period. Yes. So pretty cool that she has like this life song already. <laughs> but yeah, some of those lyrics, I mean, just the idea of open up your fist, that one line. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've either wanted to tell myself or have told myself or have wanted to tell other people like you are holding on so tight to either yes. the past or anger or mm -hmm. like the world. You're mad. You're upset. And there's some, you know, there is a thing, you know, righteous anger is a thing and can cause us to action. But there's so many times it's just like, just let go like this, this fallen world 
does not hold our interest or our yes. soul. Let it go. And if we live life, I remember one time I was interviewing uh, Jeremy Camp for a, a youth ministry DVD curriculum that I put together years ago. And that's one thing he, he talked about. Even he wasn't talking about the song Daisy, but it was just like, it's like, you just got to open up your fist and just ha live life yes. with open hands, not closed hands, live life with open hands. That's the way to go. And made me think of that song and that lyric too. But it's so hard to let that go, you know, to let go of the pain. But that song, it's like, it, it cuts into the soul, you know, but it also gives permission to express my feelings. And I know how it is with other Christians too, when you have your doubts and struggle and, and deep emotional pain. And when, in that song, it's like, they're singing my story and we're like fellow sojourners, you know, mm -hmm. together, you don't feel so alone on this journey. <clears throat> It gives you permission as a Christian to go ahead and wrestle with the things you don't understand, you know, and the circumstances which we have no control over. And it helps us realize that, hey, I'm not the only Christian that struggles with this, mm -hmm. um, you know, struggles with depression, loneliness. You know, I don't have to wear a mask. Yep. You know, I just love how their music always points to hope. So lyrically and musically, if you think musically of this, how it starts with that acoustic guitar just kind of like a slower you know and then it ends up mm -hmm. it ends up hitting mm -hmm. so hard that chad broke the broke a pedal or you know yes. broke the kick pedal i love that so yes and you kind of if you listen carefully you can hear him make a noise like oh. yep do you ever have you ever noticed yeah. that i remember reading about that two years ago <laughs> same that's cool. That's one, though, that I think out of all the times I've watched them live, I think they've only played Daisy once. So we got to change that. We got to bring that one back sometime. <laughs> I actually talked to him about that, and he said it's just too hard with the key change. Oh, yeah. But like he looks kind of like like sad, like he wish he could do it. Mm -hmm. But how would you do that instant key change to the crashing guitar? At the end? Yeah. But. I could just tell by his face that that is just one of his favorites for sure. Well, as I always do, I always pull up some of his words about the song. This one's kind of lengthy. So yes. I'll read, there's two paragraphs. I'll read one at a time and get your thoughts on it. Sure. But it's, it's cool to bring, okay. bring this back to life. I remember this too, back when MySpace was a big thing and this album came out, he had kind of blogged about each song on MySpace and then the later albums myspace what's myspace yeah. the later albums <laughs> they would do like song stories that would either show up on landandbrokenhearts.org or other websites mm -hmm. but this spe specific album he would just write the title of each song and then talk about it so uh, but the first paragraph he said ah daisy sweet daisy this one is my wife's favorite mm -hmm. i wrote it a while ago yet somehow it didn't make it onto the last record I'm really thankful it didn't. I don't think we were ready for it then. Some songs age like wine and others like milk, finding a sour, overthought, overproduced end. <laughs> this one lasted for a long time and kept getting better. I feel really great about how it came out. Yes. In fact, the end of the tune might be my favorite rock moment on the record. Ironic because the beginning of the yes. tune is anything but rock, so sparse and pretty. Because of the different tuning, it's a pain to get the guitar back to normal afterwards. So we've never played this one live. There you go. Um, 
Yeah. That <laughs> I want to wait for just the right moment. I remember Chad was hitting so hard on this one that he ended up breaking the kick pedal on the last hit of the song. And he shouts out, I think I broke the kick pedal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he ended up cutting it out for the record because it seemed a little camp. Maybe we'll put it up online or something because it needs to be heard. Classic Chad, the man with the iron foot strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> See a lot of what we talked about. So uh, I was just like reading part of a letter I sent to them, and it says, I want to thank you so much for the song Daisy. While playing the song, I made several attempts to lift my open hand to let it go to the Lord, let go of emotional pain of losing my sight, my career, my dreams, my, uh, um, my marriage, my home, my self-esteem, my confidence, my son leaving for college. All these events have been agonizing, but um, just thank you so much. I lift my clenched fists into the air as if there was a force clamping them shut. And I get so frustrated trying to, that I can't open them. However, I'm slowly lifting one finger at a time. This process is arduous, tiring, and excruciating. But when I did write about, and I I, um, I chuckled when I was making the daisy for the guitar because it broke twice. I also chuckled at the irony of Chad breaking the kick pedal on this recording and how his scream of pain was left in the song. It resonates with me and my nicked artery. Oh, I also wrote about Golden too. Nice. In fact, um, I even wrote the word Golden, made a tile and put it on that first guitar. I forgot about that one. Um, golden gives me hope that maybe I'm worth something after all, and that I'm not just a so and quote so and so. I'm sure most women feel worthless in the aftermath of an abusive relationship. Um, I almost backed out of giving you the guitar because the internal critic was telling me that it wasn't good enough for you guys. I'm taking a big risk of facing rejection again. I'm confident that you'll be gracious when I present it. Um, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Isn't it funny to look back at 10 years ago at yourself? Yes. Pretty good stuff right there. This, uh, the second part, he said, for me, this is an appropriate way to finish the record, a song about letting go. When we're making an album, I, I tend to go into this mode where all I think about is the record, the record, the record very unhealthy way at times. I usually put a lot of pressure on myself because the music means so much to me, but like everything else, a record has a beginning and an end. You have to put the brush down and walk away. I'm not sure I've done that yet, but I'm working on it. I've heard it said that a record is never complete. You just move on to the next one. I'm very proud of this record. And I feel like this is better than anything we've done so far. And yet I'm anxious to beat it. Thanks for listening. And thanks for reading. Mm. So you hear uh, his perfectionism in it too. Yeah. Perfection is like perfectionism is like a double-edged sword. You know, it, it propels us to do amazing things, but it can also hinder us too. Mm -hmm. It's like the pursuit of it is the important thing. Knowing that, I mean, even as a uh, as a man of faith, I'm I'm constantly like, I'm never gonna reach the perfection of of my God, but I'm gonna, you know, it's I've got one life to live and I need to try to do everything I can to glorify him and, and represent him on this earth. And um, so, yeah, we always talk about progress over perfection. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe the pursuit of that is, uh, is important as well. Yeah. I heard a great quote. Um, it's not so much about perfection. It's about being perfected, mm -hmm. you know, and think about someday we will be perfect, you know, 
when we're with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so for anyone out there that's kind of thinking about something that they're holding on to, um, now I will remind you that John Foreman has said some things are worth fighting for, but a lot of the times we need to have the, a posture of surrender, things that we need to let go of that are not yeah, in our control. Sure. Um, one of my favorite quotes from John um, that I've tweeted about daily, John Foreman, is in this terrifying middle ground between what I know and what I don't, I unclench my fists and surrender. So I'm not sure if that came yeah. before or after the song, but either way, beautiful truth. So when I ask you, the listener out there, wherever you're listening from, what is that thing that you need to let go of right now and surrender, uh, give it to God and and trust, trust things will work out? You know, give the Lord your broken pieces because he, he you know, and surrender those broken pieces. And from that, he'll make an amazing mosaic. That's what I love so much about mosaics is the symbolism there of beauty and brokenness, beauty from ashes. I mean, think about it. that's what all the scripture is about. And, and it's really what Switchfoot's music is about is beauty from ashes mm -hmm. and beauty from brokenness. And that we are all flawed and we um, all have pain. And it's, you know, it's just great to have that authentic connection you know, and it's okay to talk about your feelings. So something you said about the mosaic and taking the broken pieces reminds me of an old Rich Mullins quote. Um, Rich Mullins, ah, which I'm sure, I'm sure was an influence on John and his music growing up as well. Um, Rich Mullins one time said, I grew oh, up, definitely. I grew up hearing everyone tell me God loves you. And I would say, big deal. God loves everybody. That'll make me special. That just, huh. that just proves God ain't got no taste. And I don't think he does. Thank God, because he takes the junk of our lives and makes the most beautiful art out of it. I love it. Yes, that is exactly what encapsulates this whole podcast, encapsulates our love for Switchfoot, yeah. you know, and that we can just put it out there and, and, and bring our questions, bring our disillusion, you know, especially when God feels so far away and no matter how much we pray or read scripture and we cry out to God, it, it feels like our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. And this it's just great how there's hope there. So Tyler, I have a question for you. What inspired you to um, do this podcast? That's a great question. I, I'm trying to think of what year it was. It was many years ago. I was on Twitter and I was trying to find, uh, I was basically thinking someone out there has John Foreman uh, quotes and lyrics. Um, and I was just trying to follow it and I couldn't find anything. I found some that had Switchville lyrics, but I was thinking, you know, John Foreman is much deeper than just the lyrics. So he's got a ton of amazing quotes, all these articles and interviews and all that stuff. So I thought, well, I'm just going to make one. So that's where Daily John Foreman was born. Um, I was able to, you know, hunt down a ton of quotes as I still do. I still do that Twitter page and um, it's really it helps me every single day, gives me encouragement. So from that, there was 
a mm -hmm. pretty decent number uh, of Switchfoot fans that follow that account. Um, from there, I saw a Reliant K fan Switchfoot, or excuse me, Reliant K podcast uh, that a couple fans run. Uh, I think it's just a couple fans that talk about you know each song. And I was thinking, I think Switchfoot needs one of those. So I'm going to use this little, mm -hmm. you know, fan base that it, from the Daily John Foreman. Um, I'm going to interview uh, Switchfoot fans and other artists, uh, people that have been impacted by John and the guys. And so that's kind of where it was born. I reached out to a lot of people. Jamie Torkowski was kind enough to be the first episode. And I think that showed kind of the validity behind uh, what we're doing right off the bat, which was awesome. And it's been great. We're going past uh, 40 episodes would love to do another 40 or more so um, that's kind of where it was mm -hmm. where it was born and I'm I'm honored to get a host and uh, hopefully ask questions and kind of get out of the way and let people share share their heart so I would love to know what inspires you with Switchwood's music oh man so much um, I've mentioned on the pod that 2003 or four you know, when Beautiful Letdown came out and a friend was sharing his faith with somebody and he mentioned Meant to Live. And I was like, oh, is that Christian? And went to Walmart, got the album. Meant to Live is number one. This is your life. Baseline plays number two. And I was like, OK, mm -hmm. I love this. And that CD was you were probably in my car for over a year before taking it out. Uh, so, yeah, I, then I saw them at the Indiana State Fair two years in a row. And they became my, my favorite band very quickly. And then from that point on, it was just like, I'm so, people will say, it may sound cliche, but absolutely a soundtrack of my life uh, through many ups and yep. downs. Their music, their message absolutely. has just been, has just spoken truth into and been kind of a, yes. a guide uh, through so much, um, so many ups and downs um, through breakups and uh, college and oh, yeah. going through career. I'm a youth pastor. So I quote John Foreman and Swiftfoot all the time. Um, through now. I do in my therapy sessions too. Yes. <laughs> you were meant to live for so much more. Yep. But through, uh, through family now, you know, two daughters of my own and, and just no matter what season of life, you know, it's like their music is, is a big part of it. So love being part of the journey Absolutely. and Hoping for many, many more years to come. I was looking at the lyrics one last time. Giving isn't easy, neither is the rain when she gives herself away. Let it go, Daisy, let it go. Yep. Open up your fist. <laughs> and also it gives us eternal focus. You know, this fallen world doesn't hold our interest, doesn't hold our soul. Mm -hmm. Daisy, let it go. There, Put your focus on about on things above yeah don't let this world bring you down it's a fallen world yep and and why another day why another sunrise who will take yeah. the blame for yeah. all redemptive motion in every rainy day when he gives himself away that's right and you know sometimes when you are in the depths of depression you know that i related to that why another day but there is a purpose there for each day that we have. And each day is a gift. And the way we live it is our gift back to him, mm -hmm. even through the pain. So I hope that there's someone out there who can be encouraged. If you're going through any kind of emotional pain or depression, that just know that you're not alone. 
that God will never leave you, never forsake you, that um, he is there. Because when I look back 10 years ago, I'm like, where are you, God? You've taken everything away from me. Mm-hmm. And he was always there. And Switchfoot's music kept pointing to hope, mm-hmm. kept pointing to God and was redirecting me and gave me hope. And there is hope out there. We have to cling to it sometimes. And yeah. we also have to let go of the pain. And it's easy. Very well said. I thank you a ton for jumping on here and sharing your story. It's very inspiring. Your art is inspiring. Your stories, um, fellow Switch fam from from all over. Great to great to chat. And I know it's going to encourage some. What was the song? <laughs> Daisy. All right. All right, if we're gonna do Daisy, here's the way we're gonna do it. You're gonna just put your hands up in the air. Every single person in this whole place. Yes, hands up. And you're gonna say to yourself, this is tiring on my hands. And I'm gonna say, that's cool. Now let them rest on the person next to you. Yes, yes, you know, that feels good. And now you say to me, it feels awkward. So I don't know this dude. And I would tell you that it will feel less awkward in 20 minutes. But the fact is, it won't. It will still feel awkward. But here's the other fact, is that life is a beautiful, awkward embrace. So are you ready for the beautiful, awkward embrace tonight, Jacksonville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, we share a mother as well. Same, same. same. It's, it's weird. He tells the same stories, I just tell them a little better. That's what brothers are for, right? No, I'm sorry. I did it. I'm sorry. You're in the middle. No, no. Go ahead. So we, we used to live. We used to live on the East Coast as well. By the way, we lived in Boston and then in Virginia Beach. So for any surfers out there, we feel your pain. We, um, we remember those days. In fact, we were remembering those days this morning, weren't we, John? 
And uh, so I remember the song coming on the radio, and our dad pulled the car over, and he goes, listen to this song. You need to listen to this song right now. <laughs> and he'd never said that before, and I was like eight or nine, and I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, but he said, uh, this, is a, this is real music. It's beauty and it's pain mixed together. And that kind of made a big impression on me. And um, still one of my favorite songs called With or Without You. I love my little brother, Tim Foreman, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I think I, you guys know what a Grom is? It's like a little surfer kid. And the Grom is the kid that's out in the water when it's like not even rideable trying to surf. And growing up on the East Coast, Tim and I were always the Groms. <laughs> and today, I think it might be the first day in history that I out-Gromed Tim. Woo! Right? Yeah, I was like, man, I just don't see it out there today. He sat on the beach and I surfed ankle high Florida waves, y'all. <laughs> Because I got my full fill of ankle high Florida waves yesterday. <laughs> See the stone set in your eyes, deep don't twist in your side, and wait for you. Yeah. 